welcome, welcome back live from the Who Do You Like His Studios. I'm Joey Stats. I got C-Note. I got the kid. We're back in action, all three of us together again. Good to see you dudes. Good evening. Good to have you back. Good to be back. Good to be back in the flesh. Another loaded slate this evening. We're going to have a special guest. We're going to recap a couple of things from last week. Then we're going to get right into Gulfstream for a little, little pick four action. The stream. The stream. Stream. <laughs> Heavy stream. We got a uh, we got a guy coming on. Jockey coming on. Yeah. That we've been Dude. really anxious to, to talk to. So we're really excited. Hunting down to get him on. Man, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to be joined by Adam Eskitsa tonight. And uh, yeah, recap the Holy Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that was a good race. In your absence, you know, we were doing the handicapping and the kid had his uh, competitive juices flowing and decided that we should do me and him heads up. Now, there was no there was no dollar amount to well, create. We, tied, we weren't doing we win tied on who picked winners because we both picked two. But when we went for prices, I came out on top. I No. Yeah. No. Are you counting second place and third place? No, just winners. Just wins. Just winners, yeah. That don't mean shit. Was it? You ain't first, you're last. So, <laughs> well, first off, that's we, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can take all kinds of places. You can take second. You can take third. Oh, damn it, I was high, Ricky. You can take fourth if you want. When I said that, <laughs> I was high when I said that. Uh, it was funny. The first leg, we we both we both liked the one. I think it was the one and the eight, and then neither of us took the one in our. Uh, we sprinkled the one. The one I did not see Tyler and Safi in that race to win it. I said maybe a far chance, but I thought that we. Had I should. I, I liked the one, and I got outside of it. I mean, we both talked about it, and then neither of us took it, so we kind of had an empty leg. But Didn't like it enough to put in your pick, though. No, I didn't. Did not. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I think it was a very close race. I, like I said, I mean, we both won twice, but didn't have the dollar amount to back it up. So Whatever. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't really care. I would you both. You probably yeah. would have. I Just mean. kidding. I would have taken second. <laughs> it wouldn't have been difficult. We had, uh, like I said, two, two out of five. Two out of five, but it was a good race. At, uh, Holy Bowl was actually really exciting. I'm glad to see Tyler and Safi connect on that. Yeah, that was a nice well. race. Yeah, way to Barrio. Yeah, oh yeah, and I mean, like I said, at a price too. I mean, I think what uh, I think mm-hmm. you got, was it twelve bucks. Yeah, I think it was more than that. Was it sixteen? Yeah, I think eight to one. Sixteen, eight to one. Nine, seven to Six one. To one. Seven to one. Somewhere around there. I don't know. It yeah, was. It was not the price. favorite. Let's just say that. No. Nope. Did not uh, favorite. I was surprised Mo Donegal didn't fire show more. Yeah, you you were a little higher on Mo Donegal I than I was for sure, just because of the derby points that are. You know, obviously up for grabs for this race. So I thought Mo Donegal was going to be a big player, but I read just never fired with it. Interesting. Yeah. So I know we're not, you know, I'm not alone in this, but anybody else getting like a little bummed out about the potential field we have with the Kentucky Derby right now? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about that earlier. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Can we it's just, early. Can we just take all of Bob's horses and have a separate race? <laughs> it's early. Yeah. That's what, uh, I mean, can we do that? Yeah, it's very early, I guess. The Baffert Stakes? Yeah. The Baffert Stakes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Run the downhill course at yes. Santa Anita. Run at Run a push track. First time ever, the Derby will actually be the NIT. <laughs> 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 no disrespect to anybody going to play in the NIT next month. I would hope that things shape Seriously. out here in the next couple of weeks. So just we know what's going on. Yeah. Honestly. Well, we, we're supposed to, I mean, not to get too far into it, but the necropsy results are coming back. Kentucky is going to have their hearing, I think, next week. So everything's going to come to a come to a head. I think next week we're going to see some. Do we have any results from the Denira? I don't know. I didn't see anything. Okay. Yet. No. But just saying, like, there's a lot of lot of chatter, a lot of talk, and just nothing. Like, can we just get something done? 
get some definitives. Over with. Yeah, no. the ambiguity is killing me no. on everything. Can't do. Can't work in absolutes. What are you crazy? <laughs> I just want to see Corniche, you know, run. I want to see the Corniche to get a chance. That's the only one that I'm really. Yeah. Messier. That was a, that was an impressive. Corniche one. blows Messier out of the water. I think. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Corniche. I mean, you saw what it did in Breeders' Cup. Impressive. Yeah. Not yeah. very impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. Very big field. And still won. Quite frankly, I don't care who's in as long as we don't have a merry-go-round. Yeah, that's true. True. But I did want to see some of these powerhouse. Yeah, I want to see a, a speed duel up front and uh, some moving action at the back of the pack and a couple, two, three change of leads maybe. It'd be, be a great deal. Yeah, I just, want to be, I just want to be in a position where I can absolutely lose my mind at the top of the stretch. That's <laughs> what just, I'm looking for. So you want to cash is what you're saying. I just want to lose my mind. I just want to pick a winner. I think cash could take it. That's all I can. Nah, uh, hanging out with me too long. <laughs> Are you going to make money on that bet? I don't care. I just I just want to win. I don't. Matter of fact, I wouldn't mind if it was a merry-go-round if my horse is in the front. Wouldn't care. Mm. And as long as depends what the odds are, yeah, yeah, I guess what the odds are. You know, I don't get chalk though. We got yeah. a two to five on top. <laughs> you, bet, you bet chalks, but rarely on top. Yeah, I mean, I'm always for the price. Well, what if Cornish is a favorite? Well, we don't even know if it's going to run yet. So. Yeah. What if Cornish is in the the 14 stall? Well, then we'll have to re uh, we'll have to recalibrate. We'll have to look at the statistics and go back God, and make sure there are. You already know them. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would be interesting, right? Uh, Bob Baffert gets clear to run it and then goes into the, the one spot. Nobody's ever. What was the other rough one? 17? 17? 14, 17? Yeah, 14, 17. He'll have three entries. So. <laughs> the one he gets You'll to be run. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you get to run. Your favorite, your best, your we're best gonna go, bet. We're going to go 14. Four, 14, 17. And there's actually one that has to go inside the rail. And um, he's got a he's got a steeple jump over yeah. to get in. <laughs> Yeah, you got to do hurdles. Everybody else can run a regular race. <laughs> That's how you can get in. Well, you know what? I'm done talking to you guys. Let's bring, yeah. our, let's, bring, let's bring our guest on. Let's bring our guest on that we've been just dying to have on. Yeah, really looking forward to it. All right, let's go. The wait is over. The time has come. We are now joined by now more than 500-time winning jockey, Adam Biscuit Biscitza. <laughs> Welcome in. Welcome aboard. We're so excited to have you. How are you doing tonight? Very well, boys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's, it. it's been a struggle. We've been trying to get you on. I've been uh, singing your praises and uh, asking Declan every other time yeah, we talk to him. Declan to get him on, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah Declan can t- take a big sigh of relief now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But Adam, we know how busy you are and, and how little and precious your time is. So thank you so much for, for spending some with us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, hope you, hope you enjoy the time with us. I know our listeners are going to be excited to meet you. So um, I'm going to kick off. You've had some success um, since you transferred here from the UK to the States. Or how challenging was that decision to move from UK to the States? Um, I sort of had my mind set up. I probably said the year was in 2016. I'd uh, started the uh, visa process at the beginning of 2016. And I'd sort of, I'd sort of committed at that stage that, uh, that you know, America's was where I wanted to go and um, it was just all set on whether it got approved and it got approved at the, I think it it took about nine months. So um, I eventually came over once it was approved the back end of 2017 and I was sort of uh, hope, expect the worst and hope for the best and uh, jump into deep water and sink or swim really. (laughs) 
for for you when you when you're eyeballing the states and you want to come race over here, what what was that draw for you? What, what was that? What made you make that decision to say that's where I want to be? Um, it started off in uh, 2018 when I came over as uh, an apprentice um, when I was you know when I was 18, and um, I actually worked for Mike Stidham, my agent back in England, had set up a, a two month work experience job with Mike Stidham and uh yeah I stayed for a couple of months and um yeah loved it well we love having you <laughs> <laughs> um you know racing in both circuits what's the biggest difference or challenge that you face when riding here versus back home oh it's all speed 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 in America you know uh in England it would be there's a lot of turf racing no dirt racing so um yeah, the the biggest challenge was, you know, just the dirt racing and getting getting to realize, you know, speed is king over here. <laughs> yeah, get out to the front, go as fast as you can, and try to <laughs> cross <laughs> cross the line first, huh? Yeah, definitely the sprint races. Um, you, you, it took me a couple of years to really uh, fine tune on how to actually get horses out the gate and get them into stride within four or five jumps you know that's that's really a you know a pacific jockey how do you say talent almost you know you you look at you know jockeys like et bed he's you know been riding for years and you know you just watch him out the gate and not only does he get a good jump he he knows how to get a horse going within five jumps of the race and uh you know, that's, that's very key over here. You've had a lot of success, obviously here in the States and, you know, you broke your maiden, and I guess you could say, uh, back home in England and your first win came aboard a Bavarica, which was actually owned and trained by your aunt Julia. When I, when I read that, I was, I was like, man, that's gotta be a super special win for somebody that to not only break their maiden, have their first win aboard their aunt's horse. So how do you, how did you feel? What was the emotions that went through, um, you know, just having to share that win and, you know, bring that one home for the family. A lot of pressure, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that 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 mare was very special to her. And um, oh, geez, my my uh, two cousins that ride in ride in England uh, that both work for Julia still, um, they both uh, had their first winner on her, and uh, I'm pretty sure she gave. I want. I'm, I might be mistaken, but James Doyle, who is uh, Sophie Dollar's brother. Mm. I'm pretty sure he he met one on her. I'm not sure if it was his first winner. I might be I might be a bit over, <laughs> over the top, but uh, she definitely put a lot of people on the map. And yeah, I, I can't remember how many how many times I rode her before I won on her. But she was a tricky ride, and <laughs> Julia was very specific on how you had to ride her. So I think I uh, got a beat a couple of times before I actually won on her, and it was a very quiet ride home. <laughs> I was gonna say, was it was it was it more relief than it was excitement? Once once he got the win. Oh God, yeah. If you, have, if, if you ever if you ever watched the race, I mean, I got a picture on the wall back in Kentucky in the house, and the picture is they they didn't actually get a picture of me going by the wire, but the picture's like maybe a I don't know fifty yards before the wire, and I'm I'm still in third. You know, I look like I've finished third but she actually won by a whisker and <laughs> oh god yeah the the relief 
um <laughs> after she won was like god like more for her as julia herself was it was more of a pride thing that you know she uh had this mare that she bought from tats off off judmont and uh she, you know julia's done very well been very successful with ex-judmont horses and uh you know that that mare she just she'd win her races every year and uh for me to tick that box was uh was a challenge but uh i i was more than relieved when it was <laughs> over fair say we can really sense the relief that you're talking about. <laughs> I can tell how much pressure is getting off his out. chest right now. Yeah, every time I look at that that picture, I, I just yeah, I take a deep sigh and think, God, <laughs> that was she. She was so 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 pleased, more more elated that uh, you know she, she had given me her you know my first winner, and not only that, it was it was on her. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Obviously, you build the relationships as a jockey, and one relationship that I saw that you um, actually spoke about before was a relationship with Joe Sharp. How does that relationship come about, and really how impactful has it been, you know, for your career thus far? Yeah, huge. Um, I definitely say I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for him having that belief and giving me, you know, those opportunities very early. That's um, almost. You know, it it is it is vital that you have somebody that can not only give you a handful of rides, but uh, in a short space of time, I was riding pretty much every horse in the barn, and um, yeah, that was a huge platform for me to get in the scene in America. Adam, you've uh, you got over five hundred career wins already. Great, congratulations by the way on the uh, the five hundred win here just recently. So good milestone uh you keep adding to it now you know we always like to ask some of the jockeys like what do you what do you attribute to the success so far you know i'm sure it has to do with work ethic or how you go about your day but uh you know where do where do you attribute that success so far um i'd probably say desire you can't teach it it's uh it has to be you have to be born with desire and i had a lot of desire to not only come over here but uh to keep waking up every day and doing what we're doing it can be challenging mentally at times but uh probably you know you'd attribute the people around you you know that uh pick you up when when the lows when the lows uh definitely come in on a daily basis but um yeah that's probably the people around me and uh definitely the desire to you know keep on coming out every day is definitely uh ingrained in me yeah and i'm sure a lot of that is you know your fellow competitors in the jocks room and it just seems that this year <laughs> maybe it's every year but it always seems like this year it's very competitive uh meet at fairgrounds in the jockey colony so what is your focus and preparation on race day that keeps you so competitive we always talk to get some information that uh some guys read the form some guys you know, uh, to do different things within their preparation per race. Uh, what's your, uh, what's your angle? Yeah, I'd, I'd be probably very similar to Declan in a way, you know, uh, I don't feel comfortable going into my day unless I haven't studied, you know, mm -hmm. um, every, every jockey's different, but, uh, some might say I'm a little bit over the top the way I go about it. And <laughs> Declan's the same, like there'd be scribbles and highlights and writing and, God knows, you know, 
people must think what goes through our mind. Maybe they think we're, <laughs> you know, looking too deep into it, but it almost gives you a sense of comfort and ease knowing what's going on. Definitely that helps you with your racecraft, you know, being being in the moment, making the right decisions. You know, if your homework's done, you yeah. know, it can, it can only help you. Yeah, I can imagine, you know, if you're, if you got a horse that's on the outside and you got to hustle them out early out the gate and then cross over and get in a position and you, it, it comes to that point and you, you break through the gate and it actually happens, you got to be like, all right, I'm in a good spot. Like, it's got to be a good feeling that you did the prep work and you're in the spot, you know, putting yourself best to win. Yeah, and it, it doesn't always happen that way. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, when many, it does. Many challenges, but that's where, like I said, your race craft comes in and, you know, when you're in that moment and you're having to go to plan B, you, you know, it's all about making that right decision. You've ridden at a couple different tracks, I would say, abroad, both here at home, you know, Keeneland, Kentucky, Fairgrounds. Um, being that you've had so much experience at different tracks, you know, do you have kind of a, a list of top, you know, your top tracks? And do you have any that you're looking to race in the future? Yeah, in um, America, I definitely, I, I love riding at home, which, you know, is Kentucky, Churchill. Mm -hmm. I, I wish they raced there all year round, to be honest, but um <laughs> That's probably hypocritical to say because obviously they're running for you know super high purses, but the the track itself is uh, it's it's can be challenging to ride most of the time. You need plenty of horse, but uh, you know I I really do love riding around there. But as far as England, I I I was looking at you know your questions and uh, I was thinking where where do I like riding in England and it. <laughs> It would probably have to be a very unsuccessful track for me, but I always used to love the opportunity when I rode around a track called Goodwood. Um, I'm not sure whether you're familiar with it, but uh, it's crazy to ride around there because uh, if you're riding over an ex like the ex say an extended like two miles, you start at the wire, facing back down the track, and it will be a flag start because they can't put the gates there because they haven't got enough time or room to pull the gate out wow. by the time you come back round. So there'd be a, I don't know, 20-horse field there with a flag start, and uh, you head back down the track. So you, you're basically going the wrong way, and then you turn left, and you go back round the oval, and it's like a figure of eight, and then you come back all the way back round, facing the right way round the track. <laughs> and the stretch is so long, and it's a track where you have to wait until the death to make your maneuver and it sort of it almost kinks kinks round it's a right-handed track so it it kinks round to the right just maybe inside the last eighth of a mile and you see a lot of horses go too soon or the ones that wait to the death will just they they just always seem to get there and um you can't go you can't go wide at that point either because it's kinking to the right. So mm -hmm. if you, if you're boxed in, which most of the time I was, you've, uh, you've usually got nowhere to go or you just, you really got to be patient there. And one of the best riders, which you probably aren't familiar with, uh, that was really good around there was a guy called Richard Hughes, who's now retired and trains in England, but, uh, he, he did ride some spectacular horses around there but he was phenomenal to watch around there 
And just to clarify, you like writing here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just love the challenge, but uh, it was it was so tricky. I, I probably wrote maybe a handful of winners there, but yeah, I mean, I, I did I did used to love the challenge of riding around there, and probably if if I if I stayed in England, I probably would have had more opportunities to ride there. But uh, you know that if they they do have like a Goodwood Festival there, which lasts a week. And uh, you you see some unbelievable riding going on, um, especially when Richard Hughes was riding. You'd see some really good rides, and uh, you know it's it was definitely something for someone like obviously you guys. If you're watching it, you'd you'd you're it's jaw dropping stuff. But um, <laughs> well, I'm si- I'm sitting here looking at the map right now, and, and the first thing I thought of when I looked at it was like kind of reminds me of Kentucky Downs a little bit. When you get all those yeah, down, yeah, was, downhill was, and, you, and it's it's you know it's it's asymmetrical and yeah I'm like oh my goodness look at this I would love to watch races at this track look at this thing <laughs> yeah dude yeah dude like you'll be especially if you watch a two mile race but I got a funny story about about yes. that place and I don't know why I like this track so much but <laughs> when I was when I was a bug boy apprentice uh, I had uh, I got I got a good ride in a two mile race and it was like i described to you you know where we're starting at the wire going back down and i hadn't had many rides there and the traffic was awful that day and it took me forever to get there and the aim was i was going to get there early i was going to walk the track so i knew where i was going because it um it's confusing especially like if you've never ridden over that two miles just like not even i didn't even know where i was where i was going so like i said to you it took me forever to get there i got there in the nick of time i mean almost missed my ride didn't have the opportunity to walk the track oh god the guy i was riding for was a big jumps trainer so obviously we knew stamina wasn't an issue with this horse it had a legit chance i hadn't walked the track so I just got there and he he said go to the lead Oh no! Okay. <laughs> this is an absolute disaster. Disaster. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't go to the lead. I literally had to disobey what he said, and I took a lead because I had to follow somebody. Uh, I'm not sure if the horse would have ran any better, but I was. I was like, did your heart just I'm drop? Gonna, I'm, I'm going to end up on the highway here if I go. Like, I'm looking at the satellite view and I'm like, I'm like, where are the grandstands? Like, I don't, even, I don't even know where I would start. I can't take the lead. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, great story. That's literally the moral of the story. Yeah. That's all. I awesome. guess it kind of coincides with the track, you know, just straight chaos. And yeah, I tried to get her out there. She wouldn't take off. <laughs> uh, she just wouldn't go to the front. I tried to get her up there. She wouldn't get up there. Oh, no. I, I, yeah. The, the, com- the conversation with the trainer was not great when I came back. Oh, out. no. <laughs> I can imagine. See, that's usually where I just drop the old. Now, nah, sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> man. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, I couldn't tell him the truth anyway. Right. <laughs> well, obviously, um, you know, every mount's different, and uh, it, it really depends on the way the races break down. But, you know, at fairgrounds currently, the current meet, it seems to me like you got to be on the front end. But I want to know from the jockey perspective, if all goes as planned, you know, all the horses are the same. Where would you want to place a horse to have your best chance at winning right now? I think the dirt course is very unconventional. I I believe you could set a horse anywhere, ride it to its running style. You know, usually the best horse wins. But 
the turf course is very biased. Mm-hmm. When the rail's out 26 feet, when the rail's all the way down, um, it does have a significant difference on where you place your horse. Yeah. I try to watch the rails too. They they change them quite often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually for the bigger days, we'll yeah. be down on zero. Right. But um, that would benefit horses that have more tactical speed. Mm-hmm. Whereas when the rail's all the way out, you will see, especially like today, uh, where the ground was fast, and that's the best way you can ride ride the turf course when the rail's out that far. Is yeah, you know, closing really when the rail's out that far. But um, we've had some funny weather this year, and it really threw a curveball for yeah. me. I've 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 never I've never like witnessed it and been in races riding that where it was all speed. Like you said, when we get so much rain and they leave it on the turf, it just really doesn't matter whether the rail is out, out or in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, like you said, are you just seeing horses, you know, ping off the lead there and just keep going? Uh, but yeah, most of the time when, when the ground's fast, you know, there is a big bias. Yeah. A lot of moisture so far this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Switching gears a little bit. So we've, we've talked to jockeys from all over the country over the last year, whether it's East Coast, West Coast, and we hear a lot of stories from the jockey room. <laughs> What's the vibe like down in uh, in the fairgrounds in the jockey room? Well, it's called the Big Easy for a reason. Um, <laughs> they're, ve- they're very laid back in there. They're almost horizontal. They're, la- they're, la- they're that laid back, uh, especially <laughs> in this jocks room. This sounds like but, my work day today. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Definitely the the fairgrounds jocks room. That that's the moral of the story, really. Yeah. All right. There's no uh, no class clown, no jesters in there pulling pranks like some of the stuff I was hearing out on the East Coast. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's 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 a few that uh, take that crown, but um, <laughs> but uh, once you uh, start going more north, it, it gets so competitive, and usually there's it's it's very quiet. Churchill's very in between, but you know uh, when I started riding in New York, it's yeah, it's strictly all business. There's there's not a lot of talking going on. You know, Declan's been on a few times uh, for the podcast. He's our <laughs> ambassador, obviously, for the podcast, and yeah. he tells us all the time about your relationship and uh, between the two of you. Just kind of walk me through it. I mean, I know you've guys known each other for for quite some time. He says a very close relationship, like a brother, and. So I'm assuming that there's got to be some times where you two have to mess with each other as well, like like brothers. <laughs> yeah, I actually met Declan for the first time my first year here. I was living with his his father, David, and um, he was finishing up school. This was before he had a jock's license. And uh, I always remember the first time I met him, David had told me Declan was coming. I'd never met him. He'd be here at this time. And I was sat in the house and this kid walked through the door. His rucksack was that high on his back. It was hitting him in the back of the head. He had these glasses that were the size of his head. I thought, oh, my God, this is the biggest nerd I've ever seen in my life. And he was so quiet, but uh, he's, he's really matured. In the in the years I've known him, and uh, you, I guess you sort of have to in this game. I mean, you're dealing with adults on a 
you know a daily basis and when you're a young kid you know you, you have to learn to speak to adults in a mature way and he's an intelligent intelligent kid anyway so uh it didn't take him long to find his find find his ropes and uh no when he first started riding he he definitely surprised me he's he's a talented young rider and uh he's um i think he'd be successful whatever he puts his mind to so we like him yeah oh yeah yeah he's it's a good time he's a good guy <laughs> good guy <laughs> adam any uh mounts you're particularly excited about that you got coming up um not particularly but uh i don't want to sound negative or anything but there was <laughs> there was a horse i was riding during the summer for brendan walsh called uh santin good owned him mm-hmm. and uh i believe he's running next saturday i won't be partnering him but um he's possibly one of the best horses i've sat on in america and i believe he's he's probably a grade one horse yeah wow, wow. that says a lot i was gonna say that does say a lot it speaks volumes he's got a uh he's got a good record so far he won he actually broke his maiden at indiana and i went i went to go and ride him at indiana because we had no turf at churchill so brendan was keen to get these turf horses out when they were ready and that was a good starting point for him and he won against probably not the best of company but at the same time he he'd never ran he was running against horses with a lot more experience and he he showed high levels of maturity and talent that day and he came back and ran at uh, keeneland in the allowance race and put on a you know a very similar performance and uh he went from there to california I think he ran in the Hollywood Derby. He was second and overcame a uh, very wide draw post position even, you know, uh, even in defeat. It was very impressive to watch. And, uh, you know, I believe he's he's got a big future ahead of him. As I'm writing this down, making sure I note my card for next Saturday. <laughs> How excited are you for the, uh, the Churchill turf? Yeah, it would be uh, interesting to see how it's, grown even mm-hmm. you know over these cold winter months in kentucky but uh they seems got everything laid out and prepped pretty well before we left but yeah it'd be good to get you know back on top of it yeah i'm excited to to see some racing on the turf this year for sure interesting obviously we've said it a thousand times jockeys are the hardest working athletes out there i mean you guys don't get enough credit you guys are doing stuff every single day from morning to night you know so when you do get a moment and it's time to unwind, what can we catch you doing? You know, what's a what's a hobby of yours that you do off the track? Well, usually it's uh, pretty intense if we're racing five days a week, and uh, you sort of need a couple of days just to recharge. But uh, I have hobbies, you know, etc. Like you know, we we all play golf us jockeys, you know, because it's pretty good pastime. But um, I wouldn't play as much golf as I would when I was younger. But um, I did have some crazy hobbies when I was at school, which <laughs> probably don't gel so well with being a strict uh, jockey and not getting injured. I was crazy into motocross when I was uh, at school, nice. and I kept on getting injured. And yeah, it was it was a conversation piece with my mother. She said, "You better pick, <laughs> better pick one or the other." So uh, that fizzled out, and. Uh, 
yeah, you, you have to be pretty dedicated and be careful. But uh, yeah, we play golf whenever we get the whenever we get the chance, you know, uh, a group of us. But uh, I also have a boat back in um, Kentucky, which is nice to get out nice. in the dark days. How's your golf game? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that makes four of us. <laughs> nah, there's there's got to be one part. Got to be one part of your game that's solid. Is it is it the putting, the chipping, driving? driving? Yeah, they say you should definitely start from the green to the to the tee box. <laughs> right. Uh, but I I did not do that. <laughs> See, my best part of my golf game is driving the golf cart. <laughs> that comes with some skills. This has also led to injuries yeah. away from work. <laughs> Been a lot of years of learning curve for that. Oh, that's awesome. How's it? Out of that. I would assume that you've uh, you played back home as well, right? Abroad. You've been uh, when you go back to England, you play golf out there too. Yeah, I used I used to I used to play like maybe like three days a week. How are back the, in England? How are the courses out there? I mean, in comparison to the states courses, I mean, I know they take their golf serious over there too. Yeah, I I'd say I with me playing so much more in England, I probably went to a lot more variety of courses, mm-hmm. but, uh, I haven't really searched too hard or played that many courses in yeah. America, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty decent in England, but, um, of course they, geez, they have plenty of majors and PGA mm-hmm. tours over here. So just haven't really had the time, you know, to get a chance to go out to a real nice course, but, sure. uh, you never know. <laughs> I can talk about golf and racing yeah, all day long. Too. This is the best. It's <laughs> usually how it goes at the end. It's all about golf. All right. It's lightning round time. I'm going to ask you some uh, pretty straightforward questions, just a lot of it outside of racing, and I'll fire them out, and you respond with what comes to mind first. Sound good? Well, I'm not very good at these, so <laughs> I'm, it might, might take me more than 10 seconds. I'm good with that. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good at nowhere to be. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Dining out. Favorite meal. Spaghetti bolognese, even though I'm vegetarian now. That doesn't really make much sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite vegetarian meal dining out? I'm pescatarian, so it'd have to be a decent uh, grilled salmon. Favorite way to celebrate after a big day at the track? Get morally drunk. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> depends what depends what day depends what day it is. I mean, if it's if it's towards the end of the week, you know, you'd go out and have a good meal, and hopefully you're in good spirits. That should be good enough. All right. So sun, Sunday afternoon, you close it down. Dark day on Monday. Uh, Mondays, I don't know. Usually my agent, she loves to loves to give me a worker on a Monday, so right. I can't uh-huh. go too. <laughs> keep keep them busy. I was trying to fish for the drunk stories. Uh, favorite movie? I'm banging into my Netflix, to be honest. So the movies <laughs> have fizzled out. But uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a keen James Bond fan. So ooh, ooh that's actually hilarious because my next question is, uh, who's the best Bond? <laughs> is it are you a Pierce guy? Are you a Sean Connery guy? Who's the best James Bond actor? The original James Bond's a pretty cool guy, but uh, I think I think his name's isn't it Craig? The one that yeah, Daniel Craig. Daniel, yeah, Craig. Daniel Craig. He's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Craig's yeah, pretty good. Casino Royale was pretty good. It's pretty good. I like that one. That was my favorite. I loved Pierce Brosnan when I was a kid just because the GoldenEye N64 <laughs> game. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, Sean Connery. That's Sean Connery. All across the board. Yeah. He's, he's the best. Favorite sport outside of racing? Well, when I like I said, when I was a kid, it would have to be motocross, but 
no longer am, am allowed to do that. So <laughs> that's fact. Um, yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. It'd be a good, good game of golf. Good game of golf. Do you follow any other professional sports outside of racing? Yeah, I'm, I'm currently watching the Supercross every Saturday. That's like uh, my best pastime at the moment. Got be, uh, yeah, no, nobody's allowed to talk to me while that's on. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd probably be as that into it as, you know, an American watching American football. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's put, pretty evident. That puts it in perspective. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, be that inten- I'd be that intense watching it, yeah. We'll never try to bother you during it. Don't call me on a Saturday, Saturday after five o'clock. <laughs> Noted. Uh, Adam, you said you watch a lot of Netflix. You watch any series right now? What's your series that you're on? Yeah, I uh, I was a huge fan of Peaky Blinders. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're taking forever to bring mm-hmm. a new series out. Driving me mad. But uh, <laughs> I also, on the top three as well would have to be Ozark. They mm-hmm. just put mm. a new uh, seven episode series and currently uh, bashed them out within, I think, two days. So <laughs> I'm waiting yeah, we, yeah, me too. We ripped all those pretty quick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Did you get into Cobra Kai? No. Who? Cobra Kai was the, uh, Karate, the Karate Kid, Kid like, sequel on Netflix. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say, my wife and I ripped through those four seasons in like three and a half days. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched the last season. It's pretty good. I'm, st- I'm still like at pause on that. Like I started watching, I'm like, I can't, for some reason, I can't get back into it. Fair enough. I was just waiting for Ozarks. I, I was just feeding yeah, Ozarks. And then Peaky time. Blinders, I thought they were making a movie. Did I hear that incorrectly? I thought they were thinking about making a movie. They talked about it. I don't think there's yeah. anything in production. But maybe they're just going for the next uh, season. I, I think the the next series is the last one. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Good right. stuff. Last one. I got one more. Who wins in a foot race? You were Declan. <laughs> in a foot race? <laughs> you and Declan on foot. Um, I'd have to say myself, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> He's 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 built like an Ethiopian. Like... <laughs> You're built for speed. He's built for a long distance, distance yeah. right? Marathon. All right. So yeah, sprint yeah. and then go 400 high I'd hurdles. Be, maybe. I'd be, yeah, I'd be a more small, stocky, speedier type. Yeah. So <laughs> he probably beat me if we had to go around the track twice, though. Yeah. I would say distance, he probably might have you there, but all right, interesting. We're, we're going to probably have to set something up at some point. The, the, amount, the amount of fitness he does on a week, on a daily basis, you, you'd hope he'd beat me. Anyway. <laughs> well, I think I think we've asked that question to to four. Yeah, we asked it of Rocco and we asked it of of Jareth. Yep. yep. And Jeff everyone Robert. says Declan. So yeah. He's giving off the persona like he's the fastest man alive. Yeah, he's coming off like he's you know, Usain Bolt over there or something. <laughs> We're going to have know. to get some time. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to put him out there for you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Man, Adam, thank you so much. We know how busy you are. We appreciate your time so much. Thank you so much for joining us, letting our listeners get to know you a little bit better. And, man, thank you for joining us. We wish you all the best in this upcoming year, and we're excited to watch you. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Man, every, every time we get guests on, it's just so much fun. I like the stories that come out. Yeah, I mean, that track is nuts, man. <laughs> I hope nuts. Is it figure eight. What's <laughs> so the wraparound? Yeah, yeah. You got to go the wrong, like the two miles. You got to go. The, you got to go the wrong way to start. Flag start, <laughs> and just look at the track map. Like I, I thought. Like I remember watch. I watched a couple of uh, Kentucky Downs races this morning, and it was like, 
what's going on here? They're running downhill and it's, it's asymmetrical and it's, you know, it's kind of pear shaped. <laughs> yeah. And then I look at the map for this thing. It looks, it looks like, you it's know, like, my daughter, when she was four, that drew the United States. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's Florida down here and there's Maine way up here. It's looking like Watkins Glen. It's <laughs> a NASCAR track. Yeah, but that story of him just being like, yeah, I don't I know the track at all. Yeah. I can't go to the front. Go to the front. It's <laughs> <That's> so awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine your heart had, his heart had to drop off? I want you to go to the lead. Oh, what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. And I pay money just, I hope Declan does listen to the podcast. Oh, I'm going to definitely reach out to oh, that story. you got to listen to this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really appreciate him coming on. It was a really good interview. Yeah, yeah. Time to handicap. Oh, let's go back to Gulfstream. Going to the stream? We're going to the stream. We're going to do races five, six, seven, and eight this week. This would be the uh, pick four starting in the fifth race. Fifth race is five furlongs. This is the Gulfstream Park Turf Sprint Stakes. It's grade three, $100,000 for four-year-olds and upwards. I am going all the way to the bottom, and I'm taking the seven gear jockey. I think it's probably a... a a single. Yeah. Yeah. It's key for sure. Pretty solid, right? Yeah. Um, first off, I mean, obviously the grade one Breeders' Cup turf sprint. Sixth uh, wasn't his best showing as far as, uh, I'd say, of all the races he's run. I mean, I'd uh, say if any other horse in the field runs in that Breeders' Cup, it's not finishing sixth. Yeah. Compared to this bad boy. Yeah. But I mean, the, everything else fits the conditions here for the horse. I mean, uh, five furlongs. Uh, it's still going to be coming off the pace, not going to be going to the front or anything like that, but nothing nothing different than its riding style, but should be a forwardly placed, I would assume, you know, at Louis Saez, putting him in, and Saez is still lights out right now, but mm-hmm. got that late closing speed, two great workouts on February 1st, five furlongs and 58 and two, and then uh, January 25th, four furlongs on the turf, 46 and two. Mm-hmm. So definitely has the ability to go to the front. We'll be really near the front, I think, and probably just going to blaze past him. I like coming off the layoff too. Three month layoff since uh, obviously since the Breeders' Cup was the last race. I like the the freshness that uh, Gear Jockey is going to come out with. I think, like you said, Joey, that's going to be my single probably. Um, if I'm taking a wild shot, I think the four is interesting. Get the ambassador of speed. Uh, that's yes, I am free. This horse is improving. Um, it's in pretty solid form. I mean, posted a 93 speed figure three starts ago, one by a neck, and then finished fourth in the last two starts. So if I'm if I'm saying a chance. This is probably one. It's a Florida bred horse, so it's at its home track. I like that angle as well. And the last time out, I mean, it wasn't beaten by ten lengths; it was two lengths, and was right there in it the whole time. So, yeah, you know, I think if there's if, if there's a very small chance, this is probably what I would say the four. But I'm I'm keying that seven. I think all day. The seven is hard not to like. It really is. Workouts are great. Last time it was in a grade three. Really looked sharp. That Breeders' Cup. Golden Pal and Lieutenant Dan just flat out outclassed them. Yeah. All day. Uh, it's, just, it's just what it is. They, mm-hmm. they, they broke away down the stretch, and it was an impressive run from those two. But um, going back to a grade three, I have to key him here. If I'm going to try to beat him, um, you know, obviously the five has got some stuff that you can take a look at, but I, I would try to beat him with the one. I think he, he can break out and get to the front in the rail quickly, and he get coming off another long layoff back since mm-hmm. August and yep. the, and the workouts here on this horse have been pretty clean, obviously coming way up in class, but if I'm going to try to take a price and try to beat him, I may slide the one into some stuff. I do like but, warriors pride a little bit, yeah. you know, three trips over the turf. Not bad. Not first a great, first, not a great showing in no. August, you know, speed duel went to the front and then, and then just quit. Yeah. Then you get the layoff and then you get a nice bullet workout here on February 4th. Yep. I mean, 
four furlongs and 45 and four. And GP, you know, a whole home cooking for this horse. Um, yeah. But if, I, if I'm going to try to beat the seven, I'll probably take the one, but I, I'm, I'm probably going to key the seven. Yeah, I think that's the play. Yeah, I think seven on top. I do one like the two. one. I also like Richie a little bit. Mm. No, you don't like it? I like going back I, going back to the turf on five furlongs in the sprint. I know it's moving up in class, but I'm just talking for third. I mean, it's and best work, I feel like, on the all-weather. Mm-hmm. You know, not the turf. The all-weather is kind of where it's bread and butter. I think going to, even though the turf and all-weather maybe are comparable, I don't know. Um, but I just, like that last time, I won by three-quarters lengths on all-weather. It's the only reason why I kind of disagree. I guess I was just looking at closing up the exotics. I would put them in for third. Yeah, because, I mean, if you go back to if you go back to turf on that one, I mean, you got to go back to Arlington in September and, yeah. and really didn't have much of a showing there. Shannon Uski is the jockey and... They finished first one time where it broke its maiden, and then after that, didn't really show much. So yeah, upgrade that with Julian Laparu. We'll see. Yeah, I, we'll see. I might, I may pull the old. If I'm going to play a vertical on this, I may pull the old Justy and run a a seven with the seven with the one five with all. Yeah, something, some, yeah, something for, like that for a high dollar amount. All the money <laughs> for all the money. I don't have any of that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on, six race, uh, six and a half for a long. It's a, this is a uh, purse of thirty five thousands. This is for maidens and fillies, three years old. I'm going right to the five. I'm going with. I said, hey, really? I said, hey. I said, hey. Yeah. I said, hey, now. Uh, what I like about this, uh, this, uh, this three year old filly out of Munnings, Sweezy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got Kent Sweezy, right? Good trainer, uh, not having a bad meet at all. And you got Miggy Vasquez on him. Uh, here's why my angle really comes down to is uh, the horse has been running on uh, every surface. He's ran on dirt, he's ran on synthetic, and he's ran on turf. And, you know, I'm looking back three back when it uh, ran its best race, 35,000 maiden claiming. Went up to 60,000, went up to 50,000. On an optional claiming back down to 35, which is where I think the class needs to be. And that's what this race is at uh, for Phillies, not state breads. You can scratch that one back on August 21st off. It was a state bread only and was blown out uh, first time over the surface on dirt. So I liked if we can get back to like October and get into that form and get into that kind of a race. Wasn't the best buyer rating at all, but definitely could compete at 35,000. So that's where my angle was. And I do like I do like uh, Vasquez getting back on. Uh, for this next time out. So I'm going to stick here and go with, I said, Hey, interesting. Um, I think that this race is going to be won by a first time starter. I agree. I was down to two that I couldn't really decide upon, but rolling with my six. That's everybody's saying um, this four. the four is really interesting to me. I did look at the pedigree a little bit. First dude um, does say that, you know, just taking a look at the quick stats that I looked at, um, you know, the sprint is kind of what this horse does best at. Uh, at least that's what the prodigy says. Um, had a lot of success at the six and a half to five and a half furlongs, but um, this dam is two for two. So I like that going in that favor as well. So the breeding is really solid. I think Tyler's going to put this horse in a really solid spot. Um, training fairly well, 50 and four uh, last time out. So, you know, kind of what I wanted to see out of a first time starter, but I was, yeah, I'm between the four and the six here and I, I'm going to say Tyler's going to give this one a good ride. So I agree. I mean, looking at it, a lot of the horses in here, like Chester Checkers or even Queen Cupid, <clears throat> I don't see anything that's jumping out that says these horses are going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about this four is Ralph Nix has been hot as of late mm-hmm. in terms of first-time starters coming out. Um, but I'm going to go with the six, South Pacific. When I capped this yesterday, I didn't have uh, 
odds on here. So I'm a little disappointed that the morning line is five <laughs> to two on him. Uh, but right now I'm staring down the, the barrel of Pletcher and winning 20% of his first time starter races this year. And with Saez behind him, um, works aren't overly impressive, but Pletcher and Saez together and a first time starter against this field. I'm, I'm probably gonna do four, six on top. Yeah. I like that. And I, I, I mean, the one thing that stood out to me with the, the works is that the last time they trained it, it went on the turf too. It ran that last training, uh, on four furlongs and 51 on the turf. So I thought that was kind of a little neat angle because I didn't see anybody else working on the turf either. So I'm assuming Todd Pletcher saw something plus the hot barn. I wasn't as, I wasn't as excited about the first time stars as, as you guys are, honestly. I figured this might be a race that someone already with experience is going to go out and finally get it. This could be a race where I thought maybe Chestnut Checkers finally does get the win, going to be poorly placed early. New barn for Kelly Breen. Just never been able to close the deal, but, you know, seven furlongs a mile on a turf, a mile and 70 on the synthetic. Prior to that, seven furlongs and five and a half furlongs for 35,000. That's kind of where the wheelhouse yeah. is for this horse, but it just doesn't hang on at seven. Mm-hmm. It didn't hang on at five and a half, and it didn't hang on at seven furlongs, but hopefully the conditioning and, and the barn change here might be able to do something to... Just to get to, to hang on, I, I think this is one that I've got this horse for second or third all day. Chest, like, chestnut checkers, chestnut checkers, yeah. yeah. Um, it just, That's what it does. Horse, just yeah, never wins. It just doesn't want to win. It doesn't want to cross first. For some I just thought reason. against these, yeah. And you know, I thought, I thought, like I said, I mean, you can literally look at my form. I said second or third, literally written on the form. Um, I just don't see Corey Lannery winning enough at Gulfstream for me to be like, I get it. He's going to put this horse in the front if he hasn't won yet. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's had many opportunities to win, um, had Castellano on him twice last time and, or had Castellano last time, Chantel before that, Miguel Vasquez before that, Luca Panici before that, all jockeys that can give this horse the ride it needs, um, in some, I wouldn't even say that difficult of class, right? The yeah. races haven't been really that tough, but yeah, I and mean, he just sits second and third. I mean, like just literally consistently finishes second and third. Well, so, what, what about Queen's Cupid then? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your stats. No, what about so, Queen yeah. Cupid it jumps out then because obviously beat Chestnut Checkers last time mm-hmm. out. Dirt, a uh, surface changed dirt, albeit, albeit sloppy, mm-hmm. but uh, the dirt surface ran best by buyer rating 74 and the Royals back on them. And the works are all supported on January 13th, 37 and four. I've got the nine and the 11 under. Yeah. I, I, I could be. For me, if I go to the, if I go to the top of the card, I'm looking at the one and the two. I'm making it you know making it look easy, right? Yeah, Come, coming down a class. All these guys, all, a lot of these horses are coming down, right? right? Well, he just got he just got beat by six or by 21 lengths and 38 lengths. Right. No idea what it's going to look like when they're coming back down, mm-hmm. right? So I see the one, I see the two, same way. Got blown out by 16. Got blown out by 16. So they may be coming back to more uh, appropriate company for this particular horse. So I. The day of, I may be convinced to take an all button here. Maybe. I mean, this is one of those races where I look at it and I'm like, I've seen what all these other horses can do and nothing is screaming that this horse can win. I almost would rather take a gamble on a horse I haven't seen win sure. from a barn that yeah, maybe has, a, a, you know, a proven statistic that, you know, they're doing well. Like, I like the two for two on the dam um, for the four. And I love the fact that the six is coming out of Todd Pletcher's barn. They've done really yeah, well with first time starters with Luis Saez aboard. So it's like I I'd rather you. take a flyer with those guys, you know, I mean, nothing against the other horse. I no, just, no. You know, I just don't see anything on the form that's. I, I'm just saying I saw it opposite. Know. I saw a five eleven nine, 9 and yeah. then first-timers underneath in the exotics, but I thought 5 and 11 were the top two. We we got them there. I think we're on the same page there. Some of these horses are just blown away. Like it, so many, like the, even the seven. You know, they got beat by right. 29 lengths. Yeah. Holy buckets. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. No. Right. Maybe. Maybe all button. Maybe some wild happen. Maybe some one of these these Twitter haters. We'll see what happens on race day, too. <laughs> Scratches. It's 11 horses in that field. Yeah. Maybe down to like eight or nine. 
interesting though. It's a, it's it's very different than the cards we've looked at over the last couple months. <laughs> yeah. Where you yeah. look at it and you're like, okay, well these three can win the race. None of them are. Well, we're doing the middle of the card. Yep. Right. We're not doing the the last four here. Right. Yeah. We're doing the middle of the card, and that's where you get a lot of. You get a lot of crazy. You're supposed to get a lot of value, right? Yeah, that's where that's where you really do get your value. So I think you're probably going to get a price that race. All buttons probably. Except well, well in the road. One to two when you bet it. That's okay. <laughs> he's the key. <laughs> he's key. the key, and then he's going to bring Just that bookend it. <laughs> bookend it. Key all all. Say he's going to bring that pick four down to like fourteen bucks so, <laughs> for a hundred dollars. Let's go on to the seventh. Seventh race is a mile and the sixteenth. This is on the all weather. This is a claiming uh, purse twenty four thousand, and this is for four year olds and upwards, which have never won two races. This, I will go with a three. Going to be epic. Now I'm going back to Saez. Uh, two barn changes here in the last two times out. Uh, recently right now in Bobby DeBona's stable. Uh, having a good meet as well. 30% win. I do like the last two races, actually, both on the Tapetta. Uh, both at 12,005 condition, yep. non-winners of two. Claim back-to-back. Both of those uh, strong driving, closing moves, uh, big sweeping moves on uh, the Gulfstream uh, Tapetta. I think you're just going to see more of the same. I like the high speed rating last time out at 86. Thought that was very well. Conditions uh, of the works are nothing really to glare at, but uh, you know nothing. I'm going to uh, toss out here. Say that this horse isn't in prime condition to go ahead and win this race. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with gonna be epic and Luis Saez. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I think that's where my mind went to. I think that's a uh, that's going to be probably your favorite. I assume, right? I don't know. What's the morning line right now? Do you guys know? Five to two. Five to two. Is that the favorite right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's where I'm going to. I like the three as my top pick, but um, if I took a outside chance, I think I went to the one here, conglomerate. Sure. Um, <laughs> last time out, this horse has only ridden on turf prior to this last start, and it looks like this last start took to the turf very well. Mm-hmm. Went to the front. Um, really just was dominant in the performance. Granted, it's a 16,000 maiden claimers. That's fine. I'm okay with it, but you're running at the same exact distance as well as condition in terms of um where you're putting this horse so i like i like the spot that they're racing this horse back i think it can go back to back with tyler i think they struck gold with switching over to the um all weather to be totally honest because it wasn't really showing much on turf so i think it was just a good spot and a good opportunity and uh, i think there's a reason why you know tyler has got this mount again i think he found something with this horse so um chad brown tyler conglomerate is probably my my second choice if not almost my my first choice yeah i've got the one on top actually i, I liked it the distance and the surface in the last time out mm-hmm. um you know maiden claiming now we're going to a 12k claimer I, I i think the surface experience is huge for me and when i'm looking at these and the distance to go with it so i really like that i've got the one on top with the three and the four behind it mm-hmm. with sweeney cat it's again, again same logic um has run the distance and has been on the surface before distance or the performance at mile 16 was, wasn't impressive with the four, but I'm going to slide him in the exotics underneath. I've got a horse that we'll talk about in a segment later in this one that, <laughs> that we may talk about. A little bit. Uh, let me ask you this. Where's the speed? I think the the early speed, I think the 12 is going to go. Mayor Remo. Mayor Remo. Joe Phillip, maybe the 10. We're not talking, we're not talking about the 10 right now. <laughs> I, I, I guess what I'm asking here is like I don't really see uh, too much speed in the race. Everybody else likes to sit mid pack. I mean, yeah. conglomerate I mean, may go. Yeah, conglomerate may very well. I mean, from the po- or from the rail, I think that's probably the play because the rail isn't winning at such a high clip right yeah. now. You want to get out and you want to kind of almost get move to the over two path. And get to the two path. Yeah. You know, so I think Agreed. I think Tyler will try to get this horse out. And then last trip, I mean, it, it did kind of just that. It sat second, then moved up to first, and then 
ended up closing out the race. So I think that's probably what he's going to do. So a 12 gate out crossover, one gets out and then moves over, lets the 12 take the lead. And, and, the, yeah, yeah, and, the, and the 12 and the 12 is going to burn out. Yep. Yeah. I would, have, so, I would uh, imagine so according to what we see on paper. I kind of like that too, a little bit too. Um, skywalking. Yeah. I got a question mark on it. I, I always take another look at Antonio Sano's horses at Gulfstream. Um, just historically has always had solid meets there. And, um, anytime he's got a horse out there, I always just give a second glance because I mm. think it's probably, even if it doesn't look like it on paper, it's always got an outside chance of winning. So I drew a line through that one and I circled small reason, the the eight. That's the one I was, I guess, outside shot. Yeah. Two times over the Tapetta at the 12.5 condition and uh, 20,000 on winners. Not two bad races either, but, and Marco Manessis likes to come off the Marcos. pace. He does. Mm-hmm. Onward. Eighth race. It's five furlongs on the turf. It's the ladies' turf sprint stakes, purse of $100,000, fillies and mares, four-year-olds, and upwards. Hey, it's a lady. Ladies' night. Last time we did this, and we were going through like a pick four series, I kept taking Sias, 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 and I'm doing the same thing here. It's going to be three. Uh, Guardian Moon. Guardian Moon, yeah. Two times out, both, I mean, pretty dominant performances, yep. uh, both on the turf at five and a half and six furlongs. One was a maiden 62,000 state bred, and then came right back with the Philly state bred, allowance 72,000 condition. I just like the way this horse is just handling it. Both times favorite. Um, I, I just think that I don't see anybody else forwardly place that's going to be able to go and pressure and still run the times that I think Saez, Saez loves the front. He loves to get out to the front. Um, yeah, that's it. I know it's only two races, and a lot of these have a lot more seasoned horses in this races, but I'm going to take the shot. Big move up in class when taking Guardian Moon. I'm like you, except I'm going with Tyler. I think I picked Tyler like, <laughs> Three out of the four here. So, um, <laughs> Miss J McKay is my pick here. Christoph Clement, you know what Christoph does on turf. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyler's ridden this horse uh, last time out, finished by, uh, first by a, a length and a half. So, I like to see that this horse is in good form. It's very similar to last time out. You know, this horse ran $100,000 race, came up with the W at the end of the day. Um, Dylan Davis also gave this horse a ride two starts ago and also won by a half length. So, this horse is in really solid form. Um, best race was last time out with Tyler and it was at Gulfstream. So all signs for me are pointing towards Miss J McKay. I think it's very similar, um, races last time. I think it's going to have a, a very similar result. Those four, four bullet workouts probably aren't bad either. Yeah, it would <laughs> be nice. That doesn't hurt. 36 is, uh, is quite the number to be thrown out. That is the number. <laughs> I mean, that's four I mean, consistent. We're talking about going out to the front. That's going to be the, Miss J McKay is going to be the one, right? 36, but even though it's just a stocking trip all the time. So I don't know. They could be gearing this horse he, up to maybe, but it ran five furlongs last time out and sat a stocking trip six, and then it's yeah. never more than five lengths off. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Forget about the six position. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's five true. lengths off. Yep, that's true. Still forwardly played. So when I, I first when I first wrote it, I had the keys keys bookend gear jockey in the front half yep. and and Miss J McKay on the mm-hmm. second um, or at the end of the bookend for the pick four. Mm-hmm. You, you guys already talked about the things that we like about the two, but if you look back at that Gulfstream Park race in the thirty first, the six. Got pinched real bad mm-hmm. coming out of the gate and lost probably four positions. This horse has some speed to compete with Miss Mc, Miss J McKay. So Miss uh, Are You Met? I may mm-hmm. I may add that with the two, but Battle of the Misses. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a that's a solid angle there because um, yeah, getting pinched at the start, bad trip. It says brutal trip right on the notes too. So it, I mean, and, and some of the notes said they hit the gate. I didn't see the horse hit the gate, but. It got out and then was just like sawed off. Yeah, it, it, it gets it used a lot in the notes. Go. It always gets used in the notes. I actually did see one the other day that like 
sideswiped the shit out of the gate. And I'm like, that's hitting the gate. <laughs> yeah. When your ass yeah, turns. Yeah, that's hitting the gate. That's hitting the gate. Not what they always consider hitting the gate. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. uh, any, uh, anything for uh, Sister Peacock? <laughs> no. No. no, not at all. Not even with your money. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I see did. I see forward speed with this horse. I do. Well, I agree with that. And I think that, uh, you know, I know it's shipping it from Woodbine, but that August 1st race in the grade two, uh, basically just lost in the last handful of uh, 100 yards uh, coming down the stretch. And it still was only three lengths off. I know six position, but only three lengths off. So probably going to be wheeling out there. So if it's going to go. I'd just like to see some better form. I, I get thrown off by the 15 and a half lengths I got blown out by. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking at too, like dead in the face. And but then, I, I, I we've talked about this. You can scratch one race out, right? Agreed. Okay, that's on the all weather. Okay. So let's I scratch agree. that off. Okay, but then let's look at three starts back with Luis Contreras, who's a great jockey. Went out to the front, burned yeah. out, finished six by six and a half lengths. You sure. Know? That's kind of what I'm looking at. Is like, okay, very similar. 23 and 45 and four, 22 before that. I think, it, I think this horse is going to go out there and push. And I think that's going to, I guess that's what well, I'm saying is that the only shot it's going to have to is just wheeling from the outside, going to the front early. Yeah. So what kind of fractions is it going to have to set? Miss Aramet's probably going to be pushing early. And we already know that, uh, you know, Miss Jamie K is going to be right. for the place as well. So I saw a lot of speed here. And I think also my guardian moon should be sitting right there in a stocking well, truck. You're going to have probably four horses sitting right there. It's I guess be that's Ms. why. McKay, yeah. It's going to be. Saez on Guardian Moon. You're gonna have Miss uh, mm-hmm. Armet probably sitting in the same spot, unless they go to the front. I don't know. Um, no, they'll probably go to the front. I just saw but the four sitting off and having a better opportunity. I think next to Miss JBK. If I'm taking an outside chance, if I'm taking a horse, I think Nike can. Was the Nikki can. Nike <laughs> Nike. It's Nikki. Nike. I've heard it called both ways. I don't know. I um, think the I think the K is silent. Nyan. <laughs> They're both silent. Nyan. <laughs> uh, this horse is very interesting to me. I've seen this yeah, horse I ride before. Um, the last two times, Alvarado was on second and first, uh, but that second place finish was on the all weather when it was racing on the turf. It finished by first by a length. Granted, the company has to be considered, but I've seen this horse race and I do think there's something there. Maybe I'm just a little bit biased because I've seen it race so many times. Um, but I just, as an outside chance, I think Junior Alvarado is going to put this horse pretty much where the other three are going to be sitting, that stalking trip. So I I kicked it just based on some of the fractions that I saw out of it. Right? Yeah. 20, 22 and 1, or 22.1 mm-hmm. uh, on the all-weather, and then 22.2. I think the fractions are going to be faster than that. I think it's too big of a move up, and I think it's not really that, I don't think it really, the best races are state bred. They're not uh, open company for Nike can. Nike can. I mean, Nyan. two starts. Ago, five, I mean, two starts back, five furlongs on the turf. State breads. Yeah, I guess. So that was an open company. Now it's running guess, open company. I so I think I think it's not going to be the challenge. I hope he wins now. Whatever, dude. I hope he busts my ticket. <laughs> Whatever, dude. He wins. <laughs> Whatever, douche. I honestly, I'll probably spread this race, even though I want to bookends with uh, Miss J. McKay. I'll probably spread this last race. I know. With uh, those with those four horses, I think. And I probably won't single on gear jockey either <laughs> well, that's where you get the value you know that's that's where the, the ticket comes in and get the spread in other areas that obviously we said that that six race is going to be wide open well and every time every time we see one of these like gear jockey coming off breeders cup coming through is a three to five morning line i, I immediately want to figure out how to how i can beat him and we, and we and we run betting strategies like that we're like you know what we're gonna do <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put everybody in the first position Except for this horse. Yeah, we've ripped up a lot of tickets doing that too. <laughs> we've won some nice tickets. Oh, we we're, have we, some nice we're tickets. probably close to even on that strategy when it when it happens. Yeah, I just I don't know. That's gonna be interesting. I don't think uh 
I think that's one that you can key with some confidence. I think so too. <laughs> I still uh, probably won't. <laughs> we'll what if? What if? What if he misses the board all the way around? Man? I've seen crazier things happen. I fall into that trap every goddamn day. <laughs> I was a one and I do. What if he doesn't hit the board? Oh my god! Uh, Where's my lottery ticket? It, listen, it was. It's been real chalky. Yeah, it has chalky. Been super chalky. So if everything stays true to form, Kier Jockey should be a, a cakewalk, and maybe Miss JMK. So I think you are right with the double bookend, mm. single, spreading the two in the Nikki middle. Can. Spread it. Nikki can. Side, <laughs> side bet? Yeah, if you want to side bet, I'll side bet with you. you What's the bet? bet? What's the bet? So my pick versus your Nike what, your can. Your top pick or your Guardian Guardian Moon versus? Yeah, no, my pick. Okay, actually, I'll, I'll take that. Okay. Oh, man, if that happens, don't even don't even show up Ooh. this week. Don't even Ooh. show up to record. <laughs> Why? You don't know how to run any of the equipment. I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> push the button. Yeah, it's really easy. You just push that lever and crank on that and plug that in and we're turn good. Turn this volume up, turn that one down, we're good to okay. go. Let me just turn yours down. You guys, you guys are nuts. You guys are crazy. Uh, talk trash now. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've, I've muted his mic. See, that's the power of the, of the, the, power. Of the mixer board. <laughs> I could shut you up anytime. I, yeah, keep talking. It ain't coming out, is it? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I'm choosing not to talk. <laughs> You're you stupid. Are, you guys are getting pretty long-winded. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Maybe long. it's time for live long shots of the week. So good to not have the I have quiet storm. confidence in this. I don't know. I'm pretty confident in mine this week. I'm going to go outside of the races that we handicapped. I'm going to the third. Of course you are. Yeah, third race. I'm going with Twilight. Listen, this fucking movie is on every fucking day. My wife puts it on just to piss me off, honestly. Stewart, yeah. I never watched it. All I know is that there's some pasty-faced kid in there in love with some chick, and there's some hairy-ass dude that's also in love with the same chick, and they battle it out for a girl, and that's what this horse is going to do. Twilight's going to battle it out three times out, uh, three times back. Uh, optional claiming 25,000, third by four, fourth back, two by four, and five back, three by three. Last time out, same condition, same distance. Just another another day in the park. Fourth by three. I think he finally gets it in this race, though. 12 to one. Definitely keeping the exotics. That 91 buyer rating was kick-ass last time. Twilight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can back that up. But I'm going with Mindship Q in the second race coming out of the seven hole. Marcos Manessis is coming back aboard. Last time this horse had him aboard, he came back and fired and finished fourth, but was just strictly, strictly outclassed in that race. So I think Marcos is really gearing up for a big race. Definitely on my radar and should be on yours as well. Mindship Q to blow you away. Hmm. Still thinking about Twilight over here. <laughs> you He's so dreamy. Robert, yeah. Robert Pat, was it Robert Pattinson? Robert Benson, yeah. uh, Pattinson. See, the Batman now. No, I'm going to the seas. I'm getting my big golden trident, and I'm riding with Poseidon's passion in the eighth because I stick to the rules and look at live long shots inside the races we handicap, unlike some of my counterparts over here. Jesus Christmas. Even though my pick's terrible, we're still going to go with it. Poseidon's passion coming up in class. We got. Corey that's going to break his cold streak at, at Gulfstream with this horse, a horse that can come off the face and go to the front. Either way, going to blow everyone away, sneak away. The six is seven. The one, I'll go to the front. The three is going to sneak around and hammer it down at a big price. Sneak around, hammer it down. With his trident. <laughs> it's, it's. Take that trident and shut uh, up your ass. <laughs> what's the, what's, what's the little three mermaid's ways. name? What's the little mermaid's name? I don't know. Ariel? Ariel. Ariel's dad's going to come wreck shop. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrecking shop. That's uh, a solid. That was solid. What was that? Wait, what was the line? It's going to have to go on a t-shirt sometime soon. I don't know. I blacked out. I, <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> what happened? I blacked out. 
That answer's perfect. Fucking <laughs> A, dude. Uh, it's good to see you, knuckleheads. It's good. To, hey, listen, it's great to have you back. Yeah, just, so I, just so I ain't got to talk to this bastard every day. Yeah, I, mean, I had to sit in a room and, and act like I care for, you know, at least an hour yeah. and a half. Dude, I carried the podcast last week. Dude. You were horrible. Yeah, your picks were great. I thought you guys sounded funny. <laughs> what, what, it, what, it's, <laughs> what it sounded like is you guys were at like a massage parlor. And not, don't get perverted. Not that kind of massage parlor. But it sounded like you guys were just getting massaged, relaxed, rub, having rub, nice, a no nice tug. just chin whack. It was, it was nice. Yeah, it was too low key. I need to get hyped up. Rub, no tug. <laughs> What's that okay. fish bowl for? Well, that's where the money goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so stupid. Thanks for thanks for joining us again. Thanks for the follows. Thanks for the five star reviews. We keep hitting milestones over here. Uh, big thank you to Adam Skitza and his family for allowing him to come in and have some time with us tonight. It was good. That was awesome. Another jockey going on the. Yeah, you got some canvases. Yeah, I got some canvases to put together. But the, some canvases up, man. Declan, if you listen, we got another one coming. Yeah. With those glasses. On. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put some glasses on that one for him. Now that Adam <laughs> came out and told us the story, I think I could fit a backpack behind him. I don't know. Maybe it could potentially. I still want to see the foot race. We got to make that happen. Yeah, that's got to happen. I'd like to get the foot race going. I want like to get involved with these that. guys out to golfing too. I want to golf. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to have Pete Aiello announce it. You know, <laughs> do the call. Oh my God! <laughs> They're coming around the turn. Who do you like here? Who do you like here? <laughs> uh, that's so awesome. stupid. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter. And who do you like here? Check us out for the picks throughout the week. Play along, have some fun. Drop your pick four, pick five, pick six. Say hi. I'm out of here. I gotta go. See ya.